Good morning, countryside. Everybody doing well? It's good to be in God's house together. Worship was incredible today, wasn't it? You know, first service didn't get that little bit extra, but I felt, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. We're gonna stay here for a little bit longer, and it was so good. Waymaker, that song just gets me. I mean, it's just such a, a good, good song. I'd like to welcome all those that are watching online, those that are watching from the Pinellas County Jail. Ladies, you're part of our family. We love you, and we're glad that you're a part of what God's doing here at Countryside. This is week two of a series called Attacking Anxiety. I know last week I got lots of emails and letters, people that were just saying that that really met them right where they were. There's so many people going through this, but yet there's so few people that we really see that are going through it. People always wanna put up you know, something that is like a strong, hey, praise the Lord, I'm good, I'm all right, I'm all right, when really deep down they're, they're going through a difficult time. Sometimes people, they, they look like they're confident, but they feel afraid inside. Or they look happy, but yet inside they're going through something that's deep, that's sad, that's overwhelming. They may come across as strong, but inside they feel so weak. You know, so often in today's culture, we like to look at Instagram and Facebook and judge that as everybody's doing. Well, let me just break something to you. I know this may be a shock, but everybody's not doing quite as good as they look like they're doing on Facebook, okay? But this is something that so many people are going through. Oftentimes we feel overwhelmed. We feel uncertain. There's times that we're struggling with something. It could be a fear. We could be overwhelmed with life. We, we could have a constant pressure, whether it be in our job, whether it be in our family, our marriage, a constant pressure can cause a heaviness. It could cause panic to happen in our life. We can be irritable, discouraged, to the point we don't even want to face tomorrow. But here's the good news. God wants us to live a better life right now. God doesn't want us to live overwhelmed. He doesn't want us to live stressed out. Half of America right now are stressed out trying to perform to be something that they can't be. They watch TV and they say, if I could only be like that, let me just promise you that. If you are living the life of those celebrities, it's a mess. If there's a celebrity watching, Vision 2020, we love you, but I know you're going through things too. But aren't you glad that God loves us enough that he gives us his word to bring peace, to bring joy to our heart, to know that we're not doing this alone? And in Philippians chapter four, starting verse four, we see where the Apostle Paul is in jail. He was supposed to be evangelizing Rome, but he was put in jail for his faith. And he was attached, chained to a guard 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Think of that. Think of the anxiety that he had to be going through. Think about the fear. He had no promise of tomorrow. They could come in at any point and kill him either to decapitate him or, you know, stone him. There was so many different things. It was an evil, dark place that he was in. But it was in this state that the Apostle Paul penned these most important words. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say it, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Last week, we really focused on how close the Lord is. The devil is shouting lies. So often we believe what the enemy is saying because it's so loud. You're no good. Look at what you did before you were a Christian. Shame, 
defeat, depression. You're a loser. You're never going to amount to anything. Let me promise you, when you're getting shouted that in your ear, that is absolutely a lie from the enemy. The Lord's not going to shout all of those things at you. He doesn't need to because the Lord is near. Listen to the whisper of the Lord. The whisper of the Lord says, I love you. You may feel alone. You're not alone. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. You're never going to be alone. And when you feel like you can't get up, I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to carry you because that's what I do. Remember what the Lord is saying. He's near. Verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then the peace of God, everyone say peace of God. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Are you ready to pray and receive God's word for today? Father, we thank you for your word. It's alive. It's your word that speaks. It's your word that feeds us. It's your word that leads us. So lead us today by your anointed word in Jesus' name. Amen. So what is anxiety? Anxiety, it can be physiological, it can be emotional, it can be situation based on what you're going through, the situations you're dealing with at work, at home, marriage, family, but I believe that it's always a spiritual thing when you're dealing with anxiety. So many people, they feel so guilty because they're going through anxiety, they just don't know what to do about it. But is it a sin to feel anxious? No, it's not a sin to feel anxious. It's, it comes a problem when you stay anxious. You see, Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane under the most crucial, crazy amount of stress and pressure. So much stress, so much anxiety that he literally bled, sweats of blood. That's what, he, that's what he would bleed because he was under such anxiety. Anxiety is not a sin. It's a symptom. It's a signal that something's wrong and you need to do something about it. Has any of you have ever had your check engine light go on? Don't you hate that? Last week I had a, a low pressure tire thing. It went ding. And I'm like, oh no, what am I gonna do? And I thought, I gotta go get this filled right now. I don't wanna feel, I can't change a tire. I'm a pastor, you know, I got, I just, I'm a pastor. And so I rushed to Thornton's. I paid $1.50 for air <laughs> at Thornton's. I charged $1.50 for air at Thornton's. I got it all together, got it all right. But you see, the problem wasn't my low pressure. It was a symptom to the problem. Took care of it, light went off. When the check engine light goes on, what is it saying? There's a problem somewhere in your car. You need to take it back to the manufacturer who knows every detail about your car. They're gonna fix it. They're gonna make it better and you're gonna be okay. That's the same thing with God. When you have anxiety, that's your check engine light. And it's saying, you know what? It's time to do what the word says. 
And that's not to call your sister, your brother, your, your aunt, your mother. What it's time to do when you feel that anxiety, you pray. You pray. You seek God. In your notes, anxiety is a signal alerting you that it's time to pray. Be anxious for nothing. But in every situation, what do we do? We pray. If it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. So many people, it's just not that big a deal. God's got bigger things. No, God cares about every detail in your life. If it's a worry in your heart, God wants to hear it. If you're worried about a doctor's appointment, don't stress out and say, I'm gonna die tomorrow. You pray and you go in, in, with faith in your heart. When you have a decision to make, you pray. You don't consume yourself worrying about a decision you're gonna make is not gonna help the decision to be any better. But when you pray and God leads you and he gives you peace, he's gonna help you to make the right decision. Can you say amen? amen? I can remember when it's back to school. When I was a kid, I was always under such stress and anxiety. I'm like, oh no, I gained 10 pounds over the summer. They're gonna make fun of me. Am I gonna have my friends in my class? Am I gonna know anybody? Is the teacher gonna be not? Such stress. And I learned, if I would just pray, that. That would take care of it. That would take care of it. As parents, sometimes when our kids are going back to school, we think, how am I gonna pay for that scientific calculator? When I was a kid, $4.99. It taught me how to add, subtract, divide, times tables, $4.99. Now, it's a Texas Instruments, 65 times what? It's like buying a used Honda Civic. <laughs> and we worry. But if it's on your mind, it's on God's heart. Understand that. If it's on your mind, this anxiety, this stress, this worry, this fear, then it's on God's heart. The Bible says, don't be anxious. We need to pray. But here's the thing. So many people, they really don't know how to pray. And they, they look, well, this person prays this way, I need to pray this way. Listen, I wanna just tell you this. This is from Pastor Glenn. You do not need to pray in King James for God to hear you. You don't have rules where if you follow this certain rule, you say it this certain way, then God's gonna hear me. It does absolutely nothing if I go before God and say, hearken unto my voice, O Father. Hide thyself from my suffocation in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, God looks at that and says, well, you're weird. Let me go to somebody normal now. <laughs> but it can be intimidating. Sometimes in church, you'll be next to someone that prays the word with such confidence. And they're praying. And they're praying Isaiah 54, 17. And they're saying, God, come on down here. No weapon formed against me shall prosper in Jesus' name. And it gets all Pentecostal and so exciting. And then it's your turn to pray. And then you feel like you have to perform. I can remember when Michael Jr. came. It felt like I, I gotta just whip something up here. And then you go into, oh, God, you're so good. You're good to the last drop. God, you're always there. You're always like a good neighbor. 
No, the Bible says to present your requests to God. To, to present your requests to God in Greek, it means to let your needs be known. To let your needs be known your way. The way you talk, the way that you speak. It's not a formal thing that you have to do, but you have to take the time to do it. Talk to him just like you would talk to your friend because the Bible says that he is a friend. He's just a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's the kind of friend that you wanna have. When I pray at the end of service, oftentimes I say, and my best friend, oh, let me tell you, God never, ever has let me down. That's the friend. He's always gonna be there. That's my friend. He's always there to know the very best for me in spite of my flesh wanting to be something else. God knows the very best for me. He's patient for me and he's kind with me. But he wants me to come to him the way that I would come to him, as Glenn. He's not looking for this high and mighty whatever. He's just looking for Glenn. You know, when my kids come to me, I love when they come to me. When they have something that they need help or advice or wisdom, they come to me, but all three of them come to me in different ways. For instance, this is Amy. This is my oldest daughter. When, when she wants to talk to me about something, she needs advice or she needs guidance, she'll usually text me just so I could prepare my heart for it. And then a short time later, she calls me, and then we talk, it's usually five to 10 minutes, gives her guidance, and she says, Dad, thanks for being there. I appreciate that, that's wisdom, I love you. Goodbye. The next one is my son, Andrew. Yeah, we're at an Auburn game there. We, hey, we won that game pretty big, no big deal. Um, but when my son calls, we, I mean, we shoot the free, we talk every day. So it's usually, hey, what's going on, man? Hey, we talk about the Gators a little bit. We talk about sports. We talk about church. We talk about the youth department. But when he needs something, he'll always go, Dad, I have a question for you. So when he says, Dad, I have a question for you, I'm like, oh, we just changed. Okay. That's when I know he's going to go into something that he needs advice on or he needs help with or he needs assistance or he needs us to watch the grandbaby, which is always Yes. He doesn't have to do, I got a question for you thing. It's usually a short call after that, bottom line. Then I have my youngest, this is Noel. Hey, I know some of you guys, you're like, oh, look at wimpy Pastor Glenn at the Toy Story area. Here's the deal. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to be with my kids. If it's in the Toy Story area, I'm gonna go to the Toy Story area. It's better than Dance Moms, which I did when she was younger, so I'm happy with that. <clears throat> So with her, she still lives at home. So I could see her moping around a little bit. And I'm like, you are right? Yeah, I'm all right. She's processing what she's going through. And then she'll say, Dad, I really need to talk with you. And I want to go over some of the things that I need your help with. I need your wisdom. I need a male in input on this. And I know when I talk to Noel, we're going to have an hour-long talk. And at the end of the hour, she's going to feel better. There's pop in her steps. She's good. But it's something I always look forward to. I like it when my kids need my advice or they need help. Oh, how much greater does God love it when you take the time and you say, God, I need you. I don't need anything else. God, hear my cries, hear my petitions, hear my prayers. And that's what God is always there for you. You don't have to do it in a special way. Do it your way. You can ask it. You can sing it. You can write it. You can sigh it. You can shout it with excitement. 
You can shout it with anger. How many sometimes you're upset? I just want you to know, God's a, he's a big boy. He can take it. It's okay. He understands what we're going through. Sometimes we feel bad. Oh, Lord, I didn't mean to be yelling. It's okay. Sometimes you need to yell. God's right there no matter what your circumstances are. So when you're anxious about something, it's a signal. It's, a, it's alerting you. You're stressed. You're worried. You're fearful. Pray. Stop, drop, and pray. Peter gives us some great advice as he was writing in 1 Peter chapter 5. Peter. Now, you know Peter lived a life full of uh, anxiety and stress. Here's a guy that would lose his temper to the point where he would chop off a soldier's ear. Here's somebody that would say something just out of hand, and God would say, you know, just calm down. Get behind me, Peter. You know, settle down. You just got to calm down a little bit. So he'd do things that weren't. But here's a guy that was the guest speaker on the day of Pentecost because he faithfully trusted God with his problems. First Peter chapter five, starting in verse six, says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety, everyone say all, because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to attack. When the anxiety is attacking you, guess where that's coming from? That's coming from the enemy, the devil, who hates you, wants to destroy you, and wants to devour you. When the enemy attacks, he's always gonna attack you when you're on the offensive in your walk with the Lord. You're pushing the gates of hell back, and you're moving the kingdom of God forward. There's gonna be stress, there's gonna be attacks, but we're in a battle. And we gotta know that we're gonna win the battle. The battle's already been won because God has overcome the darkness. But when you're anxious, what do you do? Humble yourselves. Pray. Last week I shared openly when I went through such a difficult time and stress and the anxiety, it caused me to feel overwhelmed. There's times even now I gotta be careful not to be overwhelmed. We're getting into a really busy season and I've got... Now we're gonna have four services on Christmas Eve. We got all these things happening in the new year. Saturday evening service is coming up in 2020. But that's another service I gotta preach at. And so the enemy's like, I don't think you can do that. That's too much. Davis, you are a youth pastor. You are a once a week kind of preacher, man. What are you doing? No, I'm an overcomer. I can do what God's called me to do. I have the strength to do it. I'm not the same person. I'm not gonna be overwhelmed. I'm not gonna allow myself to be depleted. And that's what happens. When we have so much stress, then it can lead to isolation. It can lead to fear. It could lead to a point where you don't even take care of yourself. Several years ago, I just started to be on a regimen of vitamins, working on being healthy. Over the last month and a half, I lost 16 pounds. Hey, I know you can't see it because I'm six foot five, but I feel it. And I know I've got to keep myself in the condition where I can lead well. But you've got to keep yourself in a position that you are not weak and depleted. God doesn't want us to live that way. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Here's Peter. If you remember the story of Peter, who's in the boat, Jesus is walking on the water. And he looks and says, Peter, come to me. Here's Peter, mighty man of faith. He goes, come on, I'm coming. And he gets out and starts walking on the water. 
And then what happened? The wind and the rains, they started falling harder. Listen, whenever you're moving in faith, get ready because there's gonna be some winds. There's gonna be some rains. There's gonna be things that are gonna try to knock you off. And what he did wrong was he got his eyes off of Jesus and he began to fall and he began to sink. But here's what Jesus did for Peter and this is what Jesus does for us. No matter how we feel, no matter how we feel inside, no matter how much stress, no matter how much fear we have inside, when we start to fall, Jesus is right there to lift us up, just like he did Peter. Peter didn't sink, Peter didn't drown, Peter didn't die. He lived his greatest days after that, but here's the thing that Peter did. He recognized his need for Christ and for Jesus' help. And so Jesus is right there, just like he is with us. We're never alone. He's right there beside us, but it's up to us, just like Peter, he would have went down if Peter wouldn't have recognized his need for Jesus in that moment. He reached out, Jesus picked him up. So when you're in those moments in your life, recognize, God, I can't do it. Lord, I'm nothing without you. Lord, I, I can't even get through this day without you. And Jesus is right there like, give me your hand. You're not only gonna get through this day, this day is gonna be a day to remember. This is gonna be a day that's gonna change tomorrow because of the way that you lived in this day. Because I'm gonna be right there beside you, I'm gonna carry you, I'm gonna lift you, I'm gonna encourage you. You're not alone. I'm sinking. But the problem wasn't that he was sinking. The problem was he got his eyes off of Jesus. So often we think, God, if you would just take care of my husband. Bring him home on time, Lord. Help my husband to stay out of the bars. Lord, if you just take care of my wife and change her, get her out of the mall, Lord. God, if I could just keep my kids off of drugs, then we're gonna be okay. Keep them away from the bad kids. I can remember my kids were little. We were praying over their mouth. We were laying hands on their mouth. Lord, straight teeth in Jesus' name. I don't want that $5,000 bill. And of course, all three of them had braces. It's cool, you know. But you see, for all of us, there's a cycle of anxiety that happens. And it's important that we change the cycle. It's in your notes, and I wanna bring this on the screen, but this is what the cycle of anxiety is. You're out of control and you feel anxiety because you can't do it yourself. You can't fix it, it's out of your control. So what do you do? You try to take control. And then the more that you try to take control, the more we feel like we're losing control, which causes more anxiety. And the more I try to control, the more I feel anxious. And then what happens? You have more anxiety than when you started the cycle the first time. But here's the deal. We've gotta break the cycle of anxiety in our life. This is how you do that. In your notes. We gotta remember, we don't have, you don't always have the power to control but you always have the power to surrender. We don't have the power to always control our circumstances, but we have the power to surrender, to say, God, it's not mine, it's yours. Today we're gonna do something a little bit different. I felt so strongly, this is the way I wanted to end the service today. Sometimes you just hear me talk, you say amen, you clap at the end, you go on with your week. Today, I wanna end our service with all of us talking to Jesus just a little bit. No matter how you do that, but I want 
I want you to express your needs to God, however you would do that. Can we all stand together on our feet? Humble yourselves before the Lord under God's mighty hand, and he will lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety upon him because he cares for you. We carry so much that's not ours to carry. Today, as we sing this last song, we need to give it to God. We need to cast our care upon him. What does it mean to cast? I love this because Peter was a fisherman. You see what he did? He used this example of casting a net. When you cast a net, you have to grab that net. We've got to grab our anxiety. We've got to grab our fear. And then you would take the net and you would throw it. Some studies show that you throw it violently. It's not yours to carry. You release it. You give it to God. You surrender it. But so often we give it to God and then we want to take it back. Stop taking back what is not yours. The anxiety that you carry, the worry you carry, the fear you carry, it's God. So what's weighing on your hearts? Is it a burden? Is it anxiety about your future? Is it your job, your finances, your marriage, your children? What others think about you? Maybe it's your aging parents, maybe it's your health. Maybe you just feel like sometimes you just can't keep up and it's overwhelming. What is anxiety? It's a signal to pray. Whatever your anxiety is, pray. But do not be anxious for anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then the peace. Then the peace. Then the peace. Receive that, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. The peace of God, it will guard you. The peace of God, it's not your peace. It's not from the world. The world can't give it, and the world can't take it away in Jesus' name. So today, as we sing these words to this song, I want you, if you would, I want you to raise your hands. Some of you go, well, that's just, I don't roll that way. Well, you roll like that at the book game. We can roll like that here in church. What we're raising our hands, we're saying, God, I surrender to you. And these are the words you're gonna say. When I say Jesus, the very mention shatters the darkness. It calms my soul. When I say Jesus, even a whisper breaks through the doubting till all my fear is gone. Let's speak the name of Jesus today over our circumstances, amen.
You have fear? Speak the name of Jesus over that fear. You have worry? Speak the name of Jesus over that worry. Demons flee at the name of Jesus. Worry flees at the name of Jesus. Anxiety flees at the name of Jesus. You take your anxiety, take it by the nap of the neck, and you throw it and you say, Jesus, it's yours because you care for me. You carried my worry. You carried my sickness. You carried my doubts. You carried my anxiety on that cross on Calvary. It's not mine to carry anymore. Take the time. Give it to Jesus. Breathe. When that signal hits you, stop, drop, and pray. You begin to pray over your circumstances. Let me tell you, I guarantee you this. Your life will never be the same again. To walk in peace. That's what the world wants, is peace. Our God, that's His name. Jehovah Shalom, the God, our peace. Can you just put your hands over your heart? Father, today we receive your peace. I take authority over fear, doubt, anxiety, stress, overwhelm. God, all of those things that we can get so caught up in, today we give it to you. You're our way maker. For some of us, we've carried this stress all of our lives. We're not going to carry it anymore. We're giving it to our way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. You're the light in our darkness. Shine a light in our darkness today and bring hope where so many feel such hopelessness. God, we give it to you. We give it to you today. With everyone with your heads bowed and your eyes closed just for a minute, we're gonna close. But before we close, I, I wanna ask you, maybe you've been trying to do it all, all on your own. See, that's why Jesus came, so that we didn't have to carry our needs on our own. He came to save us, to save us from sin, to save us from hurt, to save us from pain, to save us from doubt, to save us from the anxiety that the world wants us to carry all on our own. But Jesus came as a savior. But for so many of us, we try to do it all on our own. Jesus says, you don't have to do it on your own. I'm your savior. I'm your friend. I'm the one that brings hope when there's hopelessness, but you've got to receive that Savior as your own. You're not gonna be able to do it by yourself. We all need a Savior. Jesus came, gave his life, rose on the third day so that we might know our Lord, our Savior, our God in Jesus Christ. See, it's not gonna be church attendance that's, that's gonna cause us to be able to make it. Church attendance doesn't do it. Being good enough doesn't do it. It's by receiving Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we walk hand in hand, day by day, with a Savior that loves us. If you're here today, with every head bowed, eyes closed, you know, I say, Pastor Glenn, will you pray for me? I've been trying to do it on my own, and I'm tired of it. And today, I want a Savior to be with me. If that's you, when I count to three, we just raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. 
And we're gonna, this hands are already going up. One, two, three. Will you look at me when you raise your hands? Hands all, God bless y'all, amen. I see your hands up here. God bless you, hands all over, amen. We're praying, it's a different day. It's a new day for you. God bless you over here and here. See your hands at the top, coming over on this side. Yes, I see your hand and yours and yours. It's a new day. You're not gonna have to do it on your own. It's a new day. God bless you. Yes, I see your hands and yours. It's a new day. You're gonna walk out and the enemy's gonna say, oh, that, what was that? That was nothing. Now you gotta do it by yourself again. That's a lie. Don't believe the lie of the enemy. Embrace who Jesus Christ is in your life today. Let's all pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are my burden bearer. You carry my sin, you carry my shame, you carry my doubt, you carry my anxiety. I give it to you. Today, I lay down myself. I humble myself and I accept you as Lord of all. Not Lord of some, Lord of all. Today, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my God. And you are my friend. And I proclaim your goodness in every area of my life. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Let's celebrate the goodness of our God. He's so good. Would you remain standing to receive your blessing? Would the altar prayer team please come forward? And if you raised your hand, ready for a fresh start with God, please see one of our altar prayer team members before you leave, especially at the banner. We have a gift for you. But to receive your blessing today, lift your hands, lift your hearts. May you be blessed with the breath of prayer flowing through you to the throne. May you be blessed with the exhale of surrender to cast every anxiety to the foot of the cross. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful day, everyone.